Let us say hello to Energized Cho. Who I've, oh, uh, the lads. You know these guys? Oh, my God, do I know these lads. They have a great podcast. They come from Ireland. They speak to all the upcoming prospects in Irish MMA. Oh. These lads are right. the shit. I love them. Okay, right. let's see what they got. Energize Show, up the Irish. Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guest, man. Today we have the president, El Presidente of Cage Warriors, the one the only Cork's finest. It's Graham Boylan. Graham, how you doing, man? I'm good. You didn't tell me you were wearing glasses. If I thought there was going to be glasses involved there, I would have got my own. Do you have pair of Irish ones? I don't know if I've got any, actually. I suppose I can put some glasses on. They're not going to be as cool as yours. So. You like I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Go on. If, if you like these, we'll bring some over to Cage Warriors London for you. Okay. Bring them yeah. over. I'll wear them. <laughs> so we may as well kick off at the very very top it was just announced that cage warriors is returning to manchester for quote-unquote double trouble graham double trouble okay let's let's just rectify something from the beginning it's not called double trouble the first one was called double trouble you guys are giving it a name here now but we're not going to officially call it that name we are going to do a double header in manchester yes april 1st and april 2nd that's unbelievable. I love when Cage Warriors did the trilogy series. I love now that they're doing double headers. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, can we expect to see any Irish names on those cards? Maybe, uh, you know, the Shelley Bros, James Sheen, uh, maybe some new signings from the Irish scene? There'll be plenty of Irish flags flying that weekend, trust me. A lot. I love it, Baz. We love yeah. it more when there's a few Irish names on the card. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the last time you were in Ireland was down in Neptune in Cork in 2019. That was a fantastic show. Uh, I, I suppose we won't pull any punches. We'll get straight into it, Graham. Will Cage Warriors return to Ireland this year? Twice. Twice. And do we have any... That's exclusive to you. That's all you're getting. Twice. Is that a real exclusive, Graham? It's a real exclusive. You've got it twice. And um, do you have sort of timelines? I do, but you can't have them. <laughs> Maybe you'll tell us off air afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> you've, got, you've got two. Ireland has got two shows this year. Absolutely love it. The more Cage Warriors, the better. That's what I say. Yeah, Graham, another question is, have, is there any academy events, Cage Warriors academies coming out to Ireland as well? Uh, working on... Um, the academies for this year. We want to get the, the guys in the academies um, like we when we start the academies off. We want to get them developed more. Um, so we're going to pick that up moving forward in February. We've got a few meetings with academy uh, organizers as such um, that we're going to be talking to them in February to try and get that uh, 12, eight, eight the 12 month academy tournament kicked off to see if the divisional champions are going to be in the academies by the end of the year. Uh, and Graham, do you have particular Irish representatives for the academy, or is there a way of you know someone who wants to get involved with Cage Warriors Academies to reach out to you, or do you reach out to them? What way does that work? Um, and Andy Ryan's our guy in Ireland, he's always head up Cage Warriors in Ireland, there's nothing changed there. Um, he's part of Cage Warriors, he's part of the family, and once we kick in on what we're doing, we'll be chatting with Andy to see where he's at and what's going on. Obviously, you know, the, uh, the global pandemic has changed everybody's view and what they want to do in life and where they are in life. So, um, yeah, we'll be chatting with Andy soon about all plans once we finish all the uh, scheduling for the actual 
um, number of shows and the fight nights that we'll do. And then we'll be diving into the academy. It should be done mid to end fair. I was actually chatting to Andy last night and he told us to tell, tell you he was asking for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been part of the Cage Warriors family for a long time. Man. Yeah, yeah, he's legend, legend of the game. Legend of the game. Yeah. Great, the Godfather great. of Irish MMA in my eyes. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that the name he's got now, is it? Ross is sensei. Uh, Gra- Graham, how, how much do you have your ear to the ground in the RSM May scene as well, especially in the amateurs? Um, we 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 keep our eyes and ears open. Um, we have strong links in with the majority of the clubs who are doing things in the sport. Uh, so you know, if we're dealing with the coaches, we'll bring these guys in and developing these guys. You know, they they keep us well updated and who they have and what they're doing. So. One name I want to throw at you um, from the Irish scene who's turned pro in 2022 is Shauna Bannon. She went and won gold at the IMAFs. She went 5 0 in the amateur scene. Uh, obviously, uh, Cage Warriors, I don't think, have had uh, many women's fight over the last two years. Is that something you'd look to get your hands on more, a few more women on the roster? Yeah, it's going to change this year too. Are you checking my emails? Have you got some kind of link into my mailbox or something? <laughs> Look, Graham, I always just think... Yeah, you're, 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 we're, we're, on, we're on air here, but what are we on? Ten minutes? And you're already diving into things that I haven't announced yet, but there's, there's strong talks going on about. So you've either got a link into my mailbox or you're tapping my phone, one or the other. Uh, Graham, <laughs> I always just think, if I was putting your seat, what would I do? That's what I always do. Okay. And I love it. I love you it. don't want to be in my seat, brother. Trust me. I don't know. Um, that chair looks pretty comfy. You do not want to be in my seat. I'm telling you. I wouldn't wish my seat on any man. Well, it's one of the best seats in the business. It is. Yeah. It is especially fight night, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Graham, like, when it comes to finding stars, and like, like, what is it exactly you're looking for in people? Because obviously, you've seen the rise of Connor. Like, uh, Ian Gary's after joining now. Obviously, you, like, Paddy Pimlet. But, like, what is it exactly about, like, what do you look for to be, like, right, that's someone I need on the Cage Warriors roster? Well, um, Cage Warriors is known for producing some great athletes. We we don't work with guys who are guys who don't act like athletes. You know, we, we, we look at how they carry themselves. We look at how they fight. We look at how they carry themselves. We look at what their intensity levels is, how dedicated they are to what they're doing. You know, are they guys that are in it for a T-shirt? Are they guys that... You know, they're kind of half in, half out. Other guys actually want to get to the top. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, there's, I said to me, lots of people, there's a whole TV series on watching myself and Ian Dean go through this process. I can tell you, you probably get so many people tuning in to watch 30 minutes of our office live once a week if we were to allow. You know, there is a, there are a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of arguments as to why and who. Um, and there are a lot of debates on who to sign and who not, who to stay away from. Yeah, yeah that's one thing is for... this guy and that guy. You know, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot more involved. One thing is for sure, Graham. Uh, Sean O'Bannon is definitely a star that's on the rise now in Ireland, and it's the, the second like we we saw her last fight just before she's just after turning pro now, and we we're like, she's she has everything. Like she has a style, like the the following, the, the just everything really. Sounds yeah. Great. 
Yeah, definitely. There's there's loads of them. I think like there's Adam Darby's over training MTK at the moment. He, he's no one own Chero. He's he's training out there. But like, I suppose it's not up for us to give you the list of talent. I'm sure you you have your own people uh, <laughs> doing that, Graham. Um, Graham, tell us about um, your move over to America as well. You're putting on shows in America now. Is there a plan to amalgamate the American scene with the European scene, or are you almost having them run as two separate entities? No, no, no. Um, so we've done two. We, we started doing um, we started doing shows in California uh, August last year, just coming out of the pandemic. And in six months, we were two sold out shows in Southern California. Now those sold out shows were pretty exciting in terms of roster fines. Uh, they were exciting in terms of the fights that we delivered and the show that, that happened, the setting, everything went well for it. So we're doing our third one, March the 4th, at the Del Mar Arena um, in San Diego. The plan was to step in and see how it works for a couple of shows first as a marketing exercise. You know, is the appetite here and the fibers here? Is the talent here? Um, and is the interest there? from the scene to have cage warriors in the States. All boxes have been firmly ticked when you have two sold out shows in six months. So our plan for the first two shows that we do in the state would be to, to keep them separate for now. Um, but towards the end of this year, it will be a firm, firm international roster where champions in Europe will defend against guys who have risen um, on cage wars in the US and guys in the US who have had three or four wins or some um, spectacular finishes will be coming to Europe to compete against the guys in Europe. We will be cross-referencing that roster um, event by event. That's actually really, really exciting. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It also will force the European fans to make sure they're checking into the American events and then the American fans to make sure they're checking into the European events, which is uh, probably the, the idea that you have behind that. But, uh, and live about, on UFC Fight Pass. <laughs> and live on UFC Fight Pass. You better believe it. Uh, Graham, I want to talk about what we're calling one of the biggest fights in Cage Warriors history. Cage Warriors 134, champion versus champion. Uh, Jordan Vucenic versus Paul Hughes. How much are you looking forward to this fight? I like to get things settled and move on. So for me, that fight has to happen. You know, it's just like there's too much up in the air over that fight. Um, and the division is kind of being held up because of it. You know, there's, there's guys in that division that are capable of uh, being contenders in there and it's being held up. And it's the same in the lightweight division. The lightweight division is held up now as well. Um, so, yeah, so we kind of... We get held up. Other guys in the division get held up. So for us to see that fight happen and to get it on and both guys to want it, I mean, it's something that had to happen. Both camps agreed to it. Both fighters wanted it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a big it's a big rematch. I mean, prior to that, the, the Hughes-Morgan fight was probably one of the most spectacular scenes we've had in Cage Warriors for a very long time. You know, the last time I remember scenes like that was Paddy Pimlet, the Echo Arena, you know? Um, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure the scenes will be um, replicated in the in the O2 in London. Match. 
to unify those belts. It's going to be a, it's going to be an intense, cozy atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't wait for from the walkouts to the final stare down after the bell between Hughes and Charrier was so intense, and then the fact that so many people are split on you know whoever you ask. Some people say Paul Hughes won the first one. Some people say Jordan Vucenic won the first one. So, like you say, there's a lot to be answered for in this fight, and I certainly cannot wait to see it live in person. I think it's going to be absolutely epic. Basmo, how excited are you for it? I've I've watched that fight um, five, six times now, and every time I finish watching it, I pick a different way. (laughs) You know, I find find really, I say, right, I've got Hughes on that one. I watch it, I watch it again, I'm like, did Jordan take it? And I'm questioning, you know, what I see. When a fight is that close, um, it's it's just something that has to happen. And, and the only thing with this fight is I hope one of them gets to finish and doesn't go to the judges' scorecards again. You know? <laughs> yeah, we have a definitive and, and, answer. And, and that, 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 I hope that finish happens for both guys, for the division, for Cage Warriors, for both guys, so that they can move on with this. Because... You know, um, this going to a judge's scorecards again, and they, they, they so nullify each other's skill sets. You know, going to a judge's scorecard again is just going to be fucking heartbreaking for both guys. And you, you need that winner. Unless it, yeah. unless it goes to the scorecards and it's a dominant performance from one side, you know? Yeah, even the build-up yeah. has been brilliant as well. The way they're both changing their, their profile pictures, they're wearing the T-shirts, <laughs> they're going back and forth. It's just, uh, it's it's brilliant marketing for it. it. Like, everyone that's a big fan of Cage Warriors, I'm sure you're, you and the team are loving it as well. Yeah. It's, yeah look, that... it's, it, it, it's great for them. It's great for the brand. And I, I always say, and I've said this for years, Cage Warriors with their fighters, it's a team game. It's not the fighters versus the promotion. Uh, it's not the promotion versus the fighters. It's a team game. We both have to put our weight to make it happen. Um, and, you know, when two fighters in the organization pull their weight and they all pull in the one direction, this is what happens. Everyone's yeah. excited for the fight. You know? Yeah, for the people, team for the people at this level. For the people watching and listening right now, we do have plans to have Jordan Vucenich versus Paul Hughes on for an energized face-off in the build-up. That is going to be like highly anticipated. Uh, we previously had the Bantamweight title on the line. Uh, we had Nathan Fletcher and Dom Wooding on as well, and that was brilliant. So, I mean, we're looking forward to this as well. Sounds yeah, fun. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Graham, you mentioned the lightweight division. Obviously, Joe McCollum was champion. He vacated the belt. Then Mehdi Ben Lacker was supposed to fight um, Hardwick for the belt. Obviously, that got pulled at the last minute. What is the story with the lightweight division? Who will step in there next for a title shot? Or are you allowed to say? No, we, look, we can, we can talk about it. And, and I, I welcome these conversations because it gives me an opportunity to educate and, and let people know how these things work. Because a lot of people will attack uh, the organization and the thinking and the matching behind what they see going on as announcements because their guy hasn't got the title shot or their guy is not in whatever fight's happening, you know? To, to break it back down here, Joe was a champion. Joe won that belt. He is the champion. But Joe's personal life got so busy, he just couldn't find a date to do a camp to defend the belt. So being the stellar athlete that he is, he doesn't want to hold the division up. And we've had the conversation. It's like the right thing to do is to let the next two contenders fight for the belt. 
And when he has time within his personal life to get a camp in and he wants to get the gloves on and get ready, he's got that first shot at whoever has that belt. That's the agreement. You're a champion. You're vacating the belt to allow the vision to move on. When you come back, you've got the first shot, whoever that is. Okay? We then put the next two contenders for that belt. Joe is vacated. And that happens to be Mehdi, who is supposed to fight Joe for the belt previously anyway. And we've got Hardwick. Okay? Mehdi tests positive for COVID when he arrives in London. He's out. Yeah. Mehdi got really sick. Mehdi was isolated in the, the event, the Cage Wars event uh, hotel in London for nearly 14 days, you know, by himself. You know, uh, he had me and he had the event manager every checking on him every day. We had doctors on hand. He got very, he got very, 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 very ill. You know, his breathing was affected. Uh, he's recovered now. Um, and he wanted to step in and reschedule that fight straight away. We want that fight in London. No problem. You can have the fight in London. The fight was booked. You guys are the two guys that had the contract for that fight. Fight's happening in London. I spoke to Medi two, uh, maybe three weeks ago. He's still not recovered, man. His lungs are still, like, he, he's struggling to do a five-minute round. So I've had to make the decision, the decision for Medi and say, look, mate, if you're struggling now, you know, we're eight weeks from the fight. You know, I can't let, based on the conversation we're having, I can't let you go in for a world title fight when you're still struggling from the aftermath of COVID. And your cardio is not back. Your lung capacity is not back. You're struggling to run for the fucking boss or to run up a flight of stairs. I can't let you step into a fucking title fight at least time. And you tell me, don't do that, I'm okay. So... This is the second time for Mehdi, unfortunately, you know. So he, he's now got to step aside. And we're going to put somebody else in against Harvard for that belt because he's been there waiting to fight for that belt and ready for that belt last year. So um, we'll announce somebody for, for that Harvard World Title fight soon. But again, it fucks the division up, right? Because now you've got guys waiting, you know. So Will that be on March 18th? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. two total fights. Yeah, London just yeah, got better. Yeah. <laughs> London got way better. Uh, yeah. Graham, like, there's there's obviously like so many characters that have been on the roster. Like, I mean, it, like the the list goes on and on. Like, what's it like being around all these like characters all the time? And like, when eventually they do move on, like, and you have to replace them. What 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 sort of feelings do you get? Picture yourself being dad having a hundred kids in one three-bedroom house and slowly but slowly each one of them moves out and goes off and gets a job. There you go. That's that's my simple simple analogy of being around all these characters uh, and having them all right here, all wanting everything at once and screaming for everything um, in that scenario. You know, the trilogies that we did during the pandemic, we had 220, 240-odd people we hired out entire hotels in MMA scene as such in Ireland and the UK, all under one roof for five days living with each other. <laughs> that was intense, you know. Um, but you know, it, it's uh, it's an it, it's a it's an interesting time in the game, and um, it's great to see these guys come in, see them go from here to here. You know, some of them come in and they're. They're, they're a little bit sheepish, a little bit shy, first fight in. They don't know anybody. They don't know the staff. 
they don't know what's going on. They're slowly finding their way around. And then, you know, six fights later, in your face, screaming at you for a world title. Completely different change of character, you know. It's, it's, it's crazy to see that. Graham, I just wanted to touch on that. How proud of you are are you of your staff and how they handled everything over the time of the pandemic? Amazing. Amazing. You know, they they pulled out all the strings to make everything happen. You know, we had to go through serious, serious crap to pull off the medicals, to get guys in to um, have medicals when countries were locked down. You know, we used all sorts of contacts to get them in to see doctors when clinics were shut down and nobody was allowed in um, to get them medically cleared, first of all. Then we had to get everyone tested. Then we had to put everybody in bubbles. Uh, we had to supply testing in the bubbles. Was, I think there was, was a change a, of hotel even at one stage, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. 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 On fight week in London, uh, the last London show, Monday morning, we woke up to an email from the hotel at like 10 a.m. saying, um, we refunded your money. Uh, we hired the entire hotel bar 10 rooms, 12 rooms. <laughs> um, and they said, yeah, we refunded your money. Uh, the government, the hotels will be used for government quarantine for uh, foreigners from red list countries flying into London. And we're like, <laughs> excuse my French, are you fucking serious? We have 200 people arriving tomorrow. Um, and they're like, sorry, not going to do. So, yeah, so we just scrambled. We had a scramble and, you know, within 24 hours, we had everyone rebooked in to three different hotels across central London. And that became a logistical, logistical nightmare. Some people would have cancelled their shows if that happened. But, you know, I'm sure they hit you hard in the pocket as well, uh, Graham. Huh? I'm sure they hit you hard in the pocket as well, booking hotels on that short notice. Yeah, look, it is what it is. You know, I always say to the guys, when it comes to event week, when it comes to Monday of event week, whatever happens, happens. You know, it's in the hands of the MMA gods. <laughs> just say, yeah. your prayers to, say your prayers to the MMA gods and just, just get to fight week. There's not much you can do once you get to fight week. And Graham, what will your fight week look like on London? Obviously, everything will be up to Cage Warriors 134. But then the following night, you have a few of your uh, clients that you manage fighting at UFC London the next night. Will it be once Cage Warriors London's over, I'll focus straight on UFC London the next night? Yeah, well, look, I'll probably be mainly uh, concentrating on the guys as well that we manage because the team of Cage Warriors, it's an oil machine, and we've all been doing this a long time. They don't need a great deal of input from me on fight week. It's just all systematic come the Tuesday of fight week. From the first person to arrive in that hotel, it's all systemized. It's just following systems through. So, um I'll be overseeing that and just overseeing the guys who are competing and make sure they're okay as well. I'm sure nearly every single fight on the UFC London card, one of the two fighters have fought in Cage Warriors at one stage um, yeah. by the looks of things so far. Um, just want to touch on, um, obviously, one of the biggest deals I think I've ever seen in UFC history was when Paddy Pimlet signed with Barstool Sports. H- how did that come about and what a deal to sign as well? Yeah. Uh, well, students were interested in Paddy after he blew up. You know, Dave uh, Dave did a video on this, uh, explaining his uh, thinking and his logic behind wanting to be involved with Paddy. Um, Dave and I got talking, and you know, a couple of weeks later we had a deal. Deal was signed, and there we are. Paddy yeah, is a yeah. ambassador. 
Yeah, I think he's one of the few people who's probably earning more money outside the cage than he is inside the cage, well, especially that early on in his career. But look, he's an absolute phenom. He's what the fifth Beatle, as they refer to him as. Um, he, must have a re- he, he must have a really dumb son of a bitch manager, huh? Oh, apparently so. I was just about to touch on that. Ch- Chael P's Don is coming after everything you worked for, Graham. Um, yeah. If Chael Sonnen was in front of you right now, what would you say to him? Mate, he's CBS, man. Clickbait Sonnen. You know? And anything that comes out of his mouth is clickbait. It's all garbage. You know? <laughs> wait, wait, when, you're, when you're earning $20 a day on YouTube, I suppose you got to keep earning that money, right? I'm, I'm happy to provide the charity topics for him to earn that $20 a day. I love it. And um, is it confirmed that Paddy's fighting Jared Gordon on March 19th, or is he fighting someone else? Oh, come on, lads. I'm serious. <laughs> you don't have to answer these questions, Graham. You said you were an open book at the start. I'm, I'm actually, actually, are you seriously asking, is he fighting Jared Gordon when you know it's all over the internet? He is not fighting Jared Gordon. Well, uh, what's called, we haven't seen a replacement opponent uh, be, be in Jared's, Jared's place, so that's why I have to ask. Yeah, he is not categorically not fighting Gerald Gordon. You have it here again. And everybody else that wants to make stupid little clickbait videos calling me a dumb son of a bitch, he is not fighting Gerald Gordon. So when that news does come out, who's the fucking dumb son of a bitch now? It, were you surprised how much that blew up, Graham? Because it just goes to show how much people are invested in Paddy the Buddy. Yeah. Look, Paddy's a superstar, man. He's had one fight, and he's had close to 900,000 followers online off one fight. He's a people's fighter. The average person on the street can relate to Paddy, and he has a diamond character where he will talk to the average person on the street. He, he's There's no... Um, there's no uh, hierarchy with Paddy as such. You don't know anyone. He's he's one of he's one of the people, man. You know, he, he came here and spent um, he spent a month here with me in Southern California training. And he went into the gyms I'm training in. He hung up with guys in the mats. He didn't even know him. Just started chatting to him, and they were looking at him like, "Holy fucking hell, Paddy Pimmer is fucking talking to me in the mats like I, like we're just mates," you know. And, and that's his that's his appeal. That's that's what people see in him, you know. And doesn't look like a fighter, but you know, he can play. That's the, that's the great thing about Cage Warriors for people that aren't 100% aware about Cage Warriors. There's just so much talent that's there and just about to make, like hit the big leagues. And then the great thing is when you watch them sort of progress through their career and then go on to the big stages, it's like it's even more interesting. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good for them, and, 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 and we love to see that, man, because. Everybody that comes to us, they come to us with a vision and a goal. And if we can bring them down that path to achieve that goal and to 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 see the vision and to achieve the vision, then you know we've done a little bit to help them. Yeah, I, I just think Cage Warriors is one of the best brands in MMA today. It really, really is. I, I say that all the time. Sometimes me and Barry go, you know what? We look forward to the Cage Warriors show more than anything because we have so much contact with the athletes who are fighting on cage warriors you become more invested in it and that's what it's all about what you're more invested in and we mm-hmm. just think it's one of the greatest products that has ever existed in in mma and 
it, 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 as you say yourself, Graham, it's the perfect road into the UFC to try and become the best fighter in the world. And that's what it's all about. And that's why we love the sport. Um, yeah. Was there anything you wanted to say before we head off, Barry? I, I was just going to say that um, it, it's also the, providing the platform on UFC Fight Pass as well, and then going on to the big leagues, you're on, you're in, you're still on UFC Fight Passes, so it's like you're you're fully ready to rock and roll as well. It's, uh, myself and Ross have said it numerous times. Big fans of Cage Warriors, and it's brilliant how it's on UFC Fight Pass. And also, there's an Irish man at the helm makes it a bit better. Uh, Graham, yeah, it's, an, it's it's an Irish company based in London, run by Irishman gentlemen. So you've got lots of strings attached, and you can raise the flag high. What cage warriors is? Graham, do you ever did just before like we wrap things up? Graham, do you ever sit back and look and look at what you've how far you've brought it now, and what level cage warriors is on now, and then how he's reacted through the pandemic? Do you ever just look and be like, "Wow, well, I'm doing great things"? Because like, Ireland's a small country, and you're you're doing great things in the MMA scene. Never once look at it like that. I keep looking at it about where it's not and where we're going to put it. That's very Irish of you. That's very yeah. Irish of you. <laughs> well, well, Graham, we look forward to seeing you over at Cage Warriors. Um, I'm sure we'll bump into them. We'll bring you a pair of the shades, how you can uh, wear the glasses uh, come fight night. Uh, you can do your uh, post-press conference in them. Uh, just let everyone know what's up. But uh, thanks a million for your time. Um, if you have been watching this video, make sure to like, share, subscribe, hit the bell notification to not miss an Android show. Make sure to check us out on UFC Fight Pass and make sure to check out Cage Warriors on uh, UFC Fight Pass. And you know, guys, as always, stay, stay energized. energized. Energize, show up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you're doing... Some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.